Hi everyone, this is Taylor Rotwell back with another Laravel snippet. It has been quite a while since I've done one of these snippets, but I'm excited to be back and uh, have a new kind of series of um, episodes I have in mind. Um, I thought it would be cool to take each episode and dedicate it to a Laravel package or in this case, a set of packages uh, for this particular episode, because for this episode, it is hard to talk about any one of these packages without talking about all of them. And I thought it would be cool to kind of get started with the latest stuff. So that's Laravel Jetstream and Fortify and Breeze. And I'll just try to kind of take this episode and talk about the history of these packages. You know, what prompted me to write these, uh, what circumstances, uh, were happening in Laravel that sort of led up to these packages, what the goals for them were, and try to just explain them a little bit better uh, to you. So um, to kind of make sense of these packages, um, I think it it makes sense to start way back in Laravel 5.2. That is when I introduced the make auth command into Laravel. So this was a command where you could type artisan make colon auth and it would generate uh, login views, registration views, password reset views, um, stuff like that. And the goal for this was to give you a really quick, easy way to get started building a Laravel application. I don't remember if there was any authentication scaffolding in Laravel before this. I, I dug up the Laravel news post for Laravel 5.2, and it said that the make auth or authentication scaffolding was making a comeback in Laravel 5.2, but I don't remember what it was before then. Um, this was released in July of 2016, and um, it included bootstrap authentication views, and then it would also, in addition to the views I just mentioned, uh, would generate controllers on the back end as well as routes, um, like a login controller, registration controller, stuff like that. So you could basically create a new Laravel, Laravel application, run this command, and then you would have kind of this full login registration password reset flow ready to go. Um, so you could kind of start hacking on your side project idea. Um, this authentication scaffolding actually was a little controversial at the time. Um, and even years later after its release, um, even earlier this year and last year, um, I regularly saw posts from people who thought that Laravel was now quote, officially integrated with Vue in some way, or that you had to use Vue, uh, to use Laravel because there was an option in this auth scaffolding to use view components, um, like on your dashboard of your application. Um, some people found this really confusing. They didn't understand that one, the authentication scaffolding was optional and two, um, you didn't have to use view to use Laravel. And I know it sounds pretty crazy, you know, to some of you that maybe are more experienced with Laravel or have been using it for a while, but this was not a rare opinion for me to come across that you had to use Vue to use Laravel, or there was some official connection between the two, um, which was never the case, and it's still not the case to this day. Um, it just made sense for an optional view scaffolding since I kind of liked Vue, that's what I decided to use when I was writing the scaffolding. There was never any sort of official agreement between Vue and Laravel to be integrated in any way. Um, so I think the make, make auth command was overall pretty popular over the years. Um, people seem to enjoy it and like it. And um, because of the confusion I just mentioned, though, um, over the years, I eventually wanted to split out that scaffolding from the Laravel framework itself. And this led to the creation of a package called Laravel slash UI. That was released in 2019. 
Now this didn't really change anything about the scaffolding. Um, it just moved it to an external package, almost as just like um, an educational effort to demonstrate that, hey, um, this is an optional thing you don't have to use to use Laravel. And Laravel is not in any way uh, kind of hard uh, integrated with Vue um, or, or hard coupled uh, with Vue. Um, so like I said, it didn't really change anything about the scaffolding. It was more just this sort of symbolic gesture to indicate that the scaffolding was not uh, required to use Laravel. Now, when I first wrote Laravel UI, I kind of had in the back of my head that I would like to do more with it in the future. Um, I didn't really get around to that until this year, but you know, kind of after 2016, um, I, I was still using Bootstrap, but then when we started building Laravel Vapor, um, I didn't really want to use Bootstrap. I wanted to try Tailwind, which had been launched by my friend Adam Wathen. Um, this is a utility-first CSS framework. It's much, much more productive to use compared to Bootstrap if you're building kind of bespoke web applications. It's just much easier to customize. It's much easier to modify your code, your uh, kind of design. And it's honestly just, 10 times more uh, pleasurable to use than Bootstrap by far. Um, so we, me and Adam paired when we were building Laravel Vapor and I really got the hang of Bootstrap or uh, Tailwind and really enjoyed it. And it bugged me that, and it had been bugging me prior to this, that the existing authentication scaffolding for Laravel was not something that I would actually use myself if I were starting an application. We didn't use it when building Laravel Vapor at all. Um, and it really bothered me that why do we have this sort of authentication quick start scaffolding if me, the creator of Laravel, would never actually use it in a real application because I don't think it's actually very good. Um, and that, that really bothered me. And that's when I decided that I was going to write the scaffolding that I would actually use if I were going to start building a new Laravel application in 2020. Um, so I knew pretty much immediately that I wanted to use Tailwind. And... Um, as I started thinking about this, um, I also thought that I wanted to split out the back end of the authentic authentication scaffolding from the front end. So the back end is like the routes and controllers, you know, that are handling these login requests, registration requests, password reset requests. And the reason I wanted to do this is because I thought it's probably pretty likely that some people are going to have different front end opinions than I do. So if I could split out sort of the back end of this authentication scaffolding, uh, from the front end, then I could offer that back end as a separate package that anyone could pull in and then write their own user interface that kind of calls or invokes those routes. Um, so this package uh, came to be known as Laravel Fortify. And I, actually, I think I actually wrote this first uh, before I wrote anything uh, to do with Jetstream. So Laravel Fortify is basically all of the back end that used to be generated by MakeAuth. Um, just extracted into its own package with no front-end UI view opinions at all. Um, it's just routes and controllers and then some new configuration options that lets you sort of modify how the authentication process works from your configuration files and also kind of new hooks for how to hook into customizing that behavior. Um, so this was published as Laravel Fortify. So then once I had that kind of fleshed out, then I could write another package um, that consumed that backend. And this came to be known as Laravel Jetstream. So this was the user interface opinion piece of the new authentication scaffolding. This is where all the views live. So this is where I used Tailwind and um, 
to write sort of the user interface and design it. And the design was very much inspired by our work on Laravel Vapor. And now when it came to sort of what front end technology to use, the make off scaffolding had had a blade option that was kind of plain blade. And then it had a view option that used this really weird view setup that didn't use a view router. It used single file view components, but it was like there was one per page and it was just this very confusing setup that no one actually, you know, no view developers actually used this sort of setup and I didn't really like it. Um, so to sort of preserve the blade option um, in Jetstream, I went with Laravel Livewire. Um, and I should preface this by saying, you know, in the, in the span of years between the make auth command being released and 2020, um, some new tools had sort of come out into the ecosystem that made it really productive to build reactive, modern feeling Laravel applications without writing a full single page application using Vue CLI or React CLI. Um, one of these tools was Laravel Livewire and Laravel Livewire allows you to continue using blade templates, but still, to, but to hook those blade templates up to Livewire components that can then use Morph DOM to sort of give your application that JavaScripty reactive live feel. Um, it's inspired by uh, Phoenix Live View. Um, Phoenix is a web framework for the Elixir programming language. And it's a really, really cool tool that I really enjoyed using and I thought was really productive. Um, I had actually just built Laravel Vapor using a view SPA as sort of the front end architecture. And I really just, I don't enjoy using view router. I don't enjoy writing applications in that style. I think using Livewire or the other tool that I decided to use for Jetstream, which is inertia is a much more productive, much faster development experience. Um, so like I said, we use Livewire for the blade option. And then I wanted to preserve a view option for people that like to use view on the front end. But I, I knew I didn't want to do like view router and the whole SPA setup because I think it's just overkill and not really that enjoyable. Um, so thankfully Jonathan Rennick had written a tool called inertia JS, which allows you to continue using view, but use Laravel to handle all of the routing and data hydration for those view components. So basically within your route, you can return an inertia page, which is a view component and you can pass an array of data to it, just like you would pass data to a blade template. Um, and that, that data gets proxied into the props of the view component that you're returning. Now, this again is, a, in my opinion, a much more productive way to use Laravel and Vue together within one sort of monolithic application compared to using Vue CLI and React CLI to have the separate SPA. I still see people wanting to build these separate SPAs that consume Laravel APIs to this day. I really don't think that's a good idea and I think you should avoid it if at all possible because it introduces a lot of complexity, not only in your local development, but also in your production deployment strategy. Now you sort of have to deploy two repositories at the same time and you have to think about stale bundles, breaking changes in your own internal API. And honestly, it's just a headache that you shouldn't just like volunteer yourself for. You know what I mean? Like if you have to do this for some serious architecture thing at your organization, then fine. But you shouldn't take this on willingly. You know what I mean? This should be like a last ditch thing that you have to accept. Um, otherwise, in my opinion, you should just always use something like inertia or live wire because your life will be much, much easier. Um, I think a lot of that maybe a lot of the SPA consuming Laravel stuff that is not being forced upon you is sort of people don't feel cool unless they're building it that way. But Honestly, it's just a nightmare. Um, so I decided to use 
or I really liked Livewire and I really liked Inertia, but I couldn't decide um, which one I liked better. So for Jetstream, I just decided to write scaffolding for both. So this way people would still have sort of a, a blade driven option with Laravel Livewire. Uh, because Laravel Livewire doesn't really take over your whole application. Um, you're not really building a Livewire application. You're returning uh, blade templates that sometimes use Livewire components. Maybe they do, maybe they don't. Every page is not required to use a Livewire component. Um, you can just return a normal blade view. And then for people that really like to view, this gave them a very simple way to keep using it, using Laravel's routing, data hydration, model binding, all of that stuff. Um, so those were the two things I went with. I wrote both of them and they both consume, uh, Laravel Fortify, which is again, sort of the headless, um, authentication package that we talked about earlier that doesn't include any front end opinions at all. It needs something else to add that front end and Jetstream is that something else. Um, so then, you know, I added more things to Jetstream that weren't on uh, or weren't in the original authentication scaffolding, things like two-factor authentication support, the ability for users to change their password, to delete their account, um, to update their email address, stuff that honestly, if you're building an application that lets people authenticate or log in and register, it's features that you're probably going to want to build anyway. So it made sense to add these to the scaffolding. And then I added this little feature flag system where you can turn off the features that you don't want. Um, so for example, you could disable two factor authentication or disable um, the password reset or even the registration features um, within the scaffolding. All right, so I finished all that and released it. Um, it had sort of a mixed reception. Some people really loved it. Um, some people were um, confused by it. They found it more complex because it is a little more complex than the original authentication scaffolding because you have to remember that I'm building something that I would actually use to build a serious Laravel application. Um, so it, it looks a little bit different. It's a little bit... Um, a little bit more complex than the old authentication scaffolding. Um, some of the decisions in Jetstream, such as action classes, were um, a result of supporting two different front ends. So I, because we support Livewire or Inertia, I wanted those to call into the same backend code so I didn't have to duplicate that code. So I extracted that code into actions that could then be invoked from either a Livewire component or the controllers used by Inertia. Um, and I think there was some um, disappointment that it wasn't written in Bootstrap. Um, even though Tailwind is sort of the hot new thing, as you can see from kind of these latest CSS ecosystem surveys, a lot of people just don't know how to use it. You know, they're more comfortable with Bootstrap where they can slap a card class on something and kind of have something ready to go. Um, I kind of, you know, I have sympathy with that view because a few years ago, I would have felt the same way that I, I wouldn't have been comfortable building a web application using anything other than bootstrap because I felt like I needed it to kind of hold my hand through the, um, design process. But the more I thought about it, the more I thought about that, a lot of the promises that bootstrap made were kind of a lie. Um, for example, that my application would be responsive, um, out of the box. And when I thought about it, I realized that I had actually never built a bootstrap application that was perfectly responsive, um, just by nature of me using bootstrap, it, it never looked good. You know what I mean? When I, when I looked at it on a phone. Um, so 
that that was one th- that was kind of the last straw that really pushed me towards using Tailwind. Actually, was I I was scared that I would have to manage responsive stuff myself. Um, what I didn't realize that one Bootstrap wasn't solving the responsive problem for me anyway, and then two, solving the re- responsive design issues in Tailwind is much easier than solving them in Bootstrap. Um, so, like I said, it was a mixed reception. Um, some people wanted the simplicity of the Laravel UI package. Um, and you know, still to this day, I think I'm still fighting that old battle that started in 2016, where, um, people assumed that Laravel and and make auth meant there was this official integration with Vue that you had to use. And I still see that sort of regular sentiment today where I still get tweets, even just last week that I find Laravel eight confusing because now I have to use Jetstream. Um, (laughs) when again, you know, Jetstream is sort of this optional thing that you don't have to use when you're using Laravel. Laravel doesn't come with any front end opinions at all. It's a PHP framework for building backends. Um, Laravel Jetstream is something that you physically have to type. Composer require Laravel Jetstream to use. Um, it doesn't come with Laravel. But I'm kind of still fighting that educational battle that, nope, Laravel doesn't have any um, you know, baked in scaffolding or anything like that. Those are all optional packages. You're free to install Laravel and build whatever you want. Um, there's nothing there from scratch or from, you know, when you install it. Um, so after kind of evaluating some of the initial feedback on that, I decided to write a third package, which was Laravel Breeze. Laravel Breeze is kind of the spiritual successor to the Laravel slash UI package, except that it uses Tailwind and um, it makes a few other small modifications. But other than that, it is essentially Laravel slash UI written in Tailwind. So people that have used the old authentication scaffolding that released in 2016, this is kind of a more modernized design on it using Tailwind, but overall, basically the same thing. Um, This... I think was a pretty popular package that I released. Um, people seem to enjoy having this kind of simple alternative. Um, I think Laravel Breeze is actually pretty nice for someone really new to Laravel to install first to kind of get to kind of learn the ropes of how Laravel works because you can see the routes, you can see the controllers. It's just blade templates, so you don't really have to learn any other kind of technology outside of the Laravel stuff that's documented within the Laravel documentation. Um, so I'm actually pretty happy with that package. Um, it basically has the same design as Jetstream, although just slimmed down features. And I think it's a really cool way, like I said, for people who are new to Laravel to install a fresh Laravel project, install Breeze, and you're kind of off to the races as far as, you know, exploring Laravel. You can you can explore the different features of Laravel without getting bogged down by other libraries. And then I think once you get the hang of that, Um, It's wise to sort of graduate to Jetstream if you can, because I think the technology choices there will better serve you in the long term, especially um, things like Livewire and Inertia, where you're going to be able to build a much more modern feeling reactive application than you could otherwise build using simple blade templates. And I think if you kind of get the hang of Breeze, then jumping to Jetstream is not as big of a um, leap because you've already kind of learned the basics of Laravel. All right, so that's kind of some of the history and thinking behind what drove me to write Jetstream and Fortify and Breeze. And hopefully this is all helpful or kind of um, illuminating to what kind of what the story was there. Um, There's other authentication related packages that I think 
I should talk about in another episode, um, things like Passport and Sanctum, um, which are kind of more related to the API side of things, um, especially Passport. Um, I think both of those I'll probably cover in the next episode. Thanks.